0: This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's
1: Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, folks. Thank you so much for spending some time with us at Mindful Medicine. Listen, I've got a couple questions to ask you. Do you have chronic back pain or perhaps a rash that won't go away? Are you, let's say, uh, struggling with your weight? Do you constantly feel tired? Well, today on this show, I have got an unconventional doctor who is going to share the secrets of what might be actually going on with you. She has a wonderful new book called The Listening Cure. I've got it right here in my hand. And she explains her unique process for identifying the underlying issues and the repressed emotions that may be the root of a multitude of symptoms that you might be experiencing, so what your body is trying to tell you, and it's all about listening. The book is called The Listening Cure, and I want to welcome Dr. Chris Gilbert to the show. Hi. Hey, hi. Hi, Dr. Holly. How are you? Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yes, I am so happy that you're here because this is, this is just fascinating. I mean, I've had your book for a couple of days, and I've been... I just dropped it. I've just been perusing through it, and it's really, really wonderful work. But I want to get right into it because I think there's so much information that um, our listeners can really benefit from. I mean, you are definitely, you are, you're an MD, you're also a PhD, um, so you're a very smart lady, but you're you're talking about things like whether it's headaches or rashes or back pain, obesity, fatigue. Um, many of the, uh, obviously, common ailments that I see in my practice every day What do you mean like how do you how how can people tell if there's an underlying Emotional cause to these symptoms, especially in our modern day that don't seem to go away or that they don't seem to get any other answers for Yeah, exactly if you if people have
0: a chronic back pain or something that their physicians cannot manage to improve with medications of very little or chronic fatigue or a rash that doesn't go away or recurrent infections. In my practice, I have found that 80% of those people have an emotional or behavioral origin to their physical symptoms. And my goal is to find out what this is, And what is the solution? How to remedy it? So in my book, I tell about all my techniques. Each chapter has a different technique, and at the end of each chapter, there is an exercise for people to do. And they don't even have to be sick to do that exercise, because it can be preventative. It can prevent illnesses.
1: Yeah, and it's... it's it's one thing I love about the book because you you really do give so many wonderful tools. Uh, I've always had kind of the a play on primary care provider. You know uh, you know do does do you have a PCP or a primary care provider? Because I believe that everybody should at the end of the day be primarily in charge of providing care for themselves. You know the buck the buck basically stops with us. And so I love that for each and every chapter you've given this wonderful tool. And like you said, if folks are sick or not they're able to do it because it can be preventative. Yes,
0: and I want to teach people, and I would like to teach their physicians also how to do it so that they don't have to give medications after medications that will give side effects and other medications to counter those side effects, and then opioids that will become addictive. There is yeah. another way, and we need to find this other way as soon as possible so that we prevent that escalating a number of medications.
1: And well, you are definitely, definitely speaking my language, for sure. This is exactly um, how I think. It's definitely how I practice, and it's interesting because I've noticed that you sometimes say traditional uh, medicine, you know, kind of in, in, in even, you know, sort of why uh, traditional doctors don't look at it this way. And I've always thought, uh, let's just clear up this point, because I've always thought, you know, if you look at the word traditional, I feel like this is really traditionally how doctors used to practice, you know, a little bit more le- the, like the least invasive methods to diagnose and treat. And it's the conventional doctors that seem to have this reductionistic approach of just giving medications, as you say, followed by other medications and followed by things that create addictions, et cetera. What do you think about that, like traditional versus conventional?
0: Yeah, we used to traditional, you know, we used to come to people's houses, see how they're doing, know the whole family, know what the emotional issues were and be able to counsel people. Now we don't have this anymore. The office visit needs to be only five minutes. In five minutes, we doctors don't have time to do more than ask the patient why the patient is here, examine the patient, prescribe medication, and then get the patient to leave the, the, the office. They want a one-minute, a very quick fix, and the patient themselves, Do want a quick fix also and everybody is happy even the pharmacist is happy because the pharmacist (laughs) is going to sell their medications so everything will be very fast in this day and age we need to go fast but to find the origin the deep origin of a recurrent pain or chronic fatigue then we cannot go fast It, it we've got to go slow Because we've got to go deep. What is in there? Is there any bottled up emotion? Was there any bottled up anger to start with? You know, I'm going to give you an example. If there is a patient that will come to see me uh, with telling me that her husband was having an affair, and her husband told her he was having an affair and told her, honey, you don't have to worry anymore. The affair is over. You can just, you know, I love you. There is no problem anymore. What is this person going to do with this information? Part of her is going to want to say, okay, no problem. I can trust my husband now. I can relax and no worries. And the other part of her is going to want to scream and say, What? How could he do this to me? How could he have had an affair on me? And oh, I'm so worried, is he going to have an affair again? And if this is going to become, there will be a lot of uncertainty. There will be a battle inside of this person with a lot of bottled up emotion. And if she doesn't do anything about this, she's going to think about this all the time. And this is going to create stress. And right. stress is going to create a secretion of, you know, cortisol and adrenaline. And cortisol is going to make her more prone to infections. Adrenaline is going to give her muscle spasms. And here we go. We're going to, we're going to see her at her physician's office complaining of, of recurrent bronchitis and uh, uh, chronic fatigue. And the, the physician is going to prescribe her medications. My way is to not keep the bottled-up emotion inside, let it out, but let it out in a very safe way. That's what I describe in one of my chapters. That's one of my technique. Get a few pillows together on the sofa and beat you know, imagine that those pillows are your husband, the person you're m- very angry at, and beat those pillows up and scream when there's nobody around just by yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that will really help get the anger out, get the emotion out, and then the symptoms will get better. But some people will not be able to do that. They will not want to get the, the, the emotion out this way. So I explained there's other ways of getting the emotion out. It could be writing in a diary. It could be dancing the emotion out. It mm. could be singing the emotion out. I, I did it myself one time. I was I had a lot of bottled up emotion I wanted to get out, and I created lyrics. and I'm not a singer, and I, I, I'm a very bad. I, I'm very bad at music, but I created everything from scratch. Lyrics that would come to my mind and and uh, just the music that would come to my mind and I sang it out loud in my car to get this bottled up emotion out and I felt better immediately and that's, that's
1: cool. quite, yeah yeah it's fascinating you know even it's it's quite interesting because even when you think about detoxing, just the body in general, it's all about getting things out. And certainly, we get things out through our, you know, sort of urination, uh, defecation, um, perspiration, but emoting, as you say, emoting in that way that's safe, um, I think is a way, uh, of course, the number one, I think, driver of chronic diseases these days is toxins that are trapped in our body. And I think what you might be suggesting is these emotions that haven't been tapped or have not been explored or, or are trapped inside could be one of those contributing factors. And so I, I, I think it's fascinating. So your book is called The Listening Cure, um, and, and really your approach, I think, involves listening to the body. What are our bodies trying to tell us? What, what do you mean by that? Yes, it's listening to our body, and
0: my take on it is that when there is any pain, any symptom anywhere in the body, that means that the body is trying to tell us something. There is something we're not doing right, that the body is saying you should do something better, you should do a movement better. And we need to listen to that because ultimately we're married to our body. It's it's not like a regular marriage where when we're married to our partner, we can always get a divorce. But here, we cannot say, hey, buddy, I don't want you anymore as a partner. Go away. We, we can get a divorce. That doesn't work. We are stuck with our body. The mind is stuck with our body for life. So we need to do the best we can to live uh, very happily with our body, the mind and the body. And we need to respect the fact that the body has needs. And if those needs are not addressed, The body is going to say something, and how will the body say it? Usually with pain. An example is the back. If you're going to lift something very heavy in the way that the back is not going to like, the back is going to manifest its dislike with pain. And what are you going to do? You're going to go to your physician and say, oh, I have back pain. I need a pill. But really, what the body is saying is that whatever you're doing, if you're lifting something on a regular basis, the wrong way, or sitting long hours, maybe eight hours at the desk without moving, the body and the back is going to give you pain. And the the pills... The anti-pain pills are not the answer, or they, they are the answer short-term, but not long-term.
1: Right, long-term. and it's almost, I think that approach also, um, I mean, I think the analogy has been used before, sort of a Band-Aid approach, and it's like putting a Band-Aid over a gaping wound. It only, uh, its first of all, it's not going to be resolute in its uh, in its application, and the problem is only going to be driven deeper and get worse and worse, if we don't really identify and treat the cause from the inside out.
0: Exactly. So that's where that, by the way, I was thinking about the the title for my book at one point, The Inside Out Treatment, because Uh that's that's exactly my technique, is go inside out. What is happening inside that is manifesting itself outside that you can only see?
1: but it's only the tip of the iceberg. All right, folks, I want to take a quick break. And I just want to introduce you to a company I've stumbled on called Organifi. Listen, here's the deal. We know that to truly thrive in all areas of our life, our health is so important. I've learned this firsthand. It's what I believe. It's how I practice. And for many of us in these days, especially time is our most valuable asset. Things are going really quickly. We've got a lot going on and we've got a lot of people that are just grabbing convenience food and sometimes that convenience food pretty nutritionally valueless but this is why i love organifi green juice it is an organic superfood green juice powder that you simply add to water to get your greens in anytime and guess what anywhere it's so simple and it tastes great. And when you invest in your health in this way, you gain more time because you have more energy and focus to get through your day doing those things that you need to do. And the best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that once again, not only is it great for you, it actually tastes super good, like surprisingly good. And I want you to try it. All right, try it for yourself. You can go to Organifi.com and that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I and use the code mindful and you can get 20% off, all right? I want everybody to try it. Make that convenience food as nutritional as it can be. Grab and go, sure. We all live that lifestyle, but this way, you got the goods. All right, we're going back to the show. That body is talking to you, and, and the, those symptoms are little messengers getting your attention and trying to get you to listen. So I want to talk about this subject because it is unbelievable to me, Dr. Gilbert, all of the, you know, we've got tons of of information out there these days. I mean, there's all the social platforms, and there are, you know, all of the different ways that people gobble up information on health and wellness, and and, and mostly, and a lot of it, is, as I, I see coming through, on how to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. However, with all of that information, we still have obesity being one of the number one chronic health issues that continues to be on the rise in the United States, and it, it it blows my mind, and it is one of the many conditions that you actually discuss in your book. How have you helped your patients when it comes to weight loss? What what does your approach, you know, how why does it work better than conventional diet advice or anything that these folks are, you know, buying off of the internet or going on a diet or a cleanse or a plan? Um, what do you do? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, Everybody
0: is different. So what I do, I address each person, and I give an exercise to each person, and the exercise is in the book, is give each body part of yours a voice. Give your... And I'll demonstrate this in a few minutes. Like, for example, if somebody uh, has a weight problem... And like donuts and deep fried food, for example, I will give, I will do an inner group therapy, what I call an inner group therapy. I will give...
1: That's right, I saw that.
0: I will give the mouth... Yeah, what do you mean
1: by that, that inner group therapy? What happens?
0: Let's give the mouth a voice. So if the mouth had the voice, it would say, oh, I love donuts and I love deep fried food and I love junk food and that's my pleasure. Now, if I give the stomach a voice, the stomach is going to say, you know, yeah, but it's very heavy for me to digest, and it gives me cramps at times, and I'm not too happy about that. And if the bowel has the voice, I give the bowel a voice, and the bowel will say, yeah, but all this food is going to give me gas. I've got so much gas. That's not good for me. And then the back, I'll give the back a voice. The back will say... I, if I, when I eat all this junk food, there's more weight on me and it makes me hurt. I've got so much pain because of the, 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 the extra weight. And then I give the mind a voice. And the mind says, yes, but when I eat all this food, I feel so much better. It gives me a, a sensation of relaxation. I don't have anxiety anymore. I really love all this deep fried food. And this way, you can see how each organ can have a voice of its own. And then I need, I, I get the patient to step back and get a, just a view, a neutral view of what is really happening in their body. And from what I call the inner mediator, a part of them uh, that can be objective and see the whole picture. And then I say, you know, if you could have. A solution and for each person the solution is different if you could have a solution what would it be so that the mouth is somewhat happy but the bowel is also happy and the stomach is also happy and the mind is happy and the back is happy and there could be other body parts we can add depending on which body parts are having pain or having symptoms and with that said then we find an individual solution that is different for everybody, that will work for them. One person will, might say, oh, I really want this deep fried food, but then I can only, maybe I'll have it only once a week. And the rest of the time, what is it that my my, my mouth likes also a lot that will relax my brain and that will not give me gas and that will not make me gain weight, and So we find what works for each person that would be a lower amount of calorie or things they can eat that will not make them gain weight but will be very pleasurable for their mouth and will relax them. And we build on that, and then with the help of a dietitian, then we can find whether it's balanced, and we need to find something that is balanced for each person that could be different. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, it, I want to come back to a point that you talked about earlier, which is, um, well, what I call easy medicine. Um, yeah, I think you made it, you know, you made the example of the five-minute visit and then the patient as well sort of wanting a quick fix and then the pharmacist. And what I've said in my practice to many people, because I, I want to set my, my my patients up for success and I also, um, uh, you know, I think that there's a difference between uh, a compliance which I believe is kind of like, okay, well, Dr. Lucille told me to do this, versus adherence, which I feel there's a faithful attachment to something. And I want to get that those people in that adherence way, but I always try to educate and explain that, listen, this approach where you're just taking a medication, and there is a five-minute visit, and then a copay at the pharmacy, and you get that prescription filled, and you go home, and you pop off that pill bottle, that's easy medicine. It really, really is. And what you're what you're asking here, and what you're teaching people, especially with intergroup therapy, where they're where they're having to dig inside, um, where I know people can have resistance to that, but they're they're you're looking at this in a very comprehensive, holistic manner. It is not easy medicine. It takes a little effort on the patient's part. And I think that's where wonderful books like yours and 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 information where we can continue to suggest that people actually the real medicine is listening and the real medicine is taking time and the real medicine isn't easy um, it's simple sometimes but it takes a little effort and it's going to take a little longer that's for sure yes exactly it will take a little longer but at the
0: end it will be well worth it oh. because you know if people their physicians are going to give them a diet a specific diet of course, each diet is going to work, and it's going to work for some time, as long as the person is going to do the diet. But if it's not something that is pleasurable to them, they'll go, as soon as the diet stops, they're going to start with their usual way of eating, and the, the weight loss is not going to last. So we need to find something that is also pleasurable, and not ever, not the same things are pleasurable for each person. I was, I was right. and
1: different, yes, and that's where I think not only more comprehensive and um, you know inside out approaches uh, are are helpful and and beneficial when it comes to overall health for folks, but it is that individualized care as well. so I want to talk to you about something else that you bring up in the book because um I know that when we think about dreams, they are often, you know, noted as being analyzed with psychotherapists, uh, etc. But you actually have used dreams to help your patients as well. Um, what can dreams reveal that will help people heal their actual physical problems?
0: It reveals what is is in the unconscious, and usually the physical problems have an origin that could be emotional and the emotion is also in the unconscious. So you see what I mean? The dream will have a root in the unconscious and the emotional problem of the physical disease will have also a root in the unconscious. So when there is a recurrent dream, for example, I'll give the example in the book, I'll give the example of Alison, who is a young woman, and she has a knee pain that doesn't go away. And I examine her knee, and there is no problem with her knee. And she's had MRIs and and X-rays. Nothing is wrong with the knee. And she has this recurrent dream of a car going down a very steep road, and she's trying to put the brakes on, but the brakes don't respond. And ultimately, she's going to go down into an abyss. And she's so scared, and she wakes up each time so scared because of that recurrent dream so what i do is i ask her uh, and again there is a different there are different steps in there that i describe, but i'm not going to mention them right now but i ask her to be the car in the in the dream and to talk in the first person and she tells me that She tells me, I am the car, and I'm going way too fast. I cannot cannot stop. Uh, I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash into this abyss, and I'm so scared. And then I I ask her, is there anything in your life that is going too fast? And she tells me that there is an event. She's going to get married in about two months to her fiancé, and he is violent and he is abusive, but she still loves him. But maybe that dream can be related to that, and we explore that. And in fact, when she goes back home that day, he had drunk too much, he's very abusive, and then she ends up breaking up with him. And as soon as she breaks up with him, then the knee pain, her pain, will resolve. Now, is this because of... That Was that related directly? I don't know. It might be. It might not be. But I thought that was very interesting in that example. And I have several patients like this who had a recurrent dream. And by examining this dream, then we would find the origin of their physical problem. Again, because we have a link to the unconscious. And the dream accesses the unconscious without any defense mechanism, there's no taboo, there's nothing, because, and when I ask the patient to describe herself as the car, then, you know, we're not talking about the mind, the mind, the conscious mechanisms are completely away, we're just talking about what what is happening in the dream, in the first person, in the name of the car, and that's fascinating what we can discover about ourselves the same thing about I've got a chapter in nature, um, talking about people taking a yeah. walk in nature and looking at what do their eyes, are, what are their eyes drawn to. Some people will be drawn to uh, looking at clouds. Some other people will be drawn to looking at trees. On the same walk, another person will be drawn to looking at a butterfly, and another person will be drawn to looking at a uh, flower. And by look by uh, seeing what the person is drawn to and talk as if they were that object or that insect or that flower, we discover a lot of things about the unconscious. All
1: right this is all right so folks, here you have it. This is definitely a deeper dive into uh, your health, your body, your your wellness uh, This is dr.. Chris Gilbert. You can find her at drchrisgilbert.com, and she is definitely very prolific in her uh, in her profession. This she is the author of this beautiful book, The Listening Cure, and she's also a speaker and a physician with expertise in integrative and holistic medicine, acupuncture, bioidentical hormone supplements, homeopathy, and Gestalt therapy. Dr. Gilbert, one last thing. We've got about one minute here. I want to ask you how can people tell if their ailments have an underlying emotional cause versus that there truly is something purely physical in nature?
0: I would say if there is a symptom that does not go away with any type of medication, if there is a symptom that has, that recurs, then they, look, they need to look deep inside to see is there any emotional problem or any behavioral issue because 80% of physical symptoms usually have an emotional or behavioral issue.
1: All right. This is the essence, folks, of treating the whole person. Once again, the listening cure. It is a beautiful book, The Healing Secrets of a Very Unconventional but Wonderful Doctor, Dr. Chris Gilbert. Thanks for being with us, folks. Thank you so much for Open in your mind a little bit, Mindful Medicine, and until next time.